1: or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.
3: NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL
4: in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Wednesday, December 6th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast.
3: That is the voice of today's special guest. He was a Heisman finalist in college, an eight-year player in the NFL, a pro bowler, a Super Bowl champ. He's also a man who had a courtside seat to yesterday's David Carr, hot take (laughs) heard around the world. Please welcome back to the pod, the real Mike Robb. Michael Robinson, thank you
4: for your time today. Man, glad to be here, as always.
3: I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. And on today's show, there are two games on the schedule this week that jump off the page as being game of the week candidates. We'll talk about one today and one tomorrow morning. Mike Robb on a split shift with us. Today's game? Eagles and Cowboys, the Sunday night game kickoff 820 Eastern at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Cowboys, the home favorite by three and a half. The total for this game is 51 and a half. Clearly points expected drama too. Uh, some numbers just to get us started. Michael Eagles, 10 and two, of course, the top seed in the NFC coming off of that humbling loss in week 13 to the san francisco 49ers cowboys are nine and three the five seed in the nfc coming off of that thursday night thriller over the seahawks philly the number four scoring offense in the nfl Mm -hmm. dallas the number one scoring offense in the NFL. Cowboys clearly explosive, but also stingy. They are tied for first in the NFL in team turnovers, meaning they don't give it away a lot. Only 10 giveaways so far this season. So yes, they're stingy. But then on the other hand, they're also sloppy. This is the second most <laughs> penalized team in the NFL. Dak Prescott leads the NFL with 26 passing touchdowns against only seven picks. Jalen Hurts, five yards shy of 3,000 passing yards this season, 19 touchdown passes. 10 interceptions he also of course has 430 yards rushing and no fewer than 12 a dozen doce, rushing touchdowns cowboys defense the fourth ranked scoring defense in the nfl 18 points a game the third ranked total defense They're fifth against the pass they are 12th against the run the eagles defense statistically it's a down year they are 32nd this one really jumps off the page dead last in third down percentage they don't get off the field when they need to the most and they are 24th in terms of points against they are giving up 24 points a game okay big breath that was a mouthful michael robinson thank you for your patience those are the stats for you what is the story
4: Well, for me, when you talk about Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Cowboys, I think it starts with the quarterbacks, right? You look at Jalen Hurts coming off this loss, big loss to the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, it's funny you started by talking about that I was on the set for when David said what he said. And I really think that people misunderstood what David was trying to say. What he was trying to say was if Jalen hurts, isn't a hundred percent, you're not the best version of yourself. Maybe you should think about sitting him until he's healthy. The same conversation we had about Joe Burrow earlier Correct. this season, the same conversation we have about all quarterbacks, if they're not the best version of themselves. Correct. Right. And so I think we're, we Maybe. always
3: tell we always tell quarterbacks, look, don't come back until you're ready. Until you're ready. And do us a favor, stay away <laughs> if you're not ready. Exactly. Jamar Chase
4: himself said, exactly. what is Joe
3: doing out there?
4: Exactly, right? Because you want your guy to, to be the best version right. of himself. And so that's what David was trying to say. But I think where he got himself in a little trouble was when he said, Jalen is not reading defenses or Jalen cannot read defenses. And I think it's a trigger point with some people. Sure. And it goes back to that archaic idea that, you know, black running quarterbacks can't are, are stupid. It Without goes back to that. Now it does David was, it
3: does sound like a dog whistle to, yeah, a, lot, n- to, a, lot to a lot of people. To a lot of people.
4: And that was not what David was trying not, not, to say. Not. He
3: was he look, he has the <laughs> he has the Eagles best intentions in his mind, in his mind when yeah. he is making that point of analysis Absolutely. saying you want a trophy? I'd like to see you with a trophy too.
4: In order to get one, you need this guy you number need- one. One hundred. One hundred. And you need him one hundred percent because if if Jalen Hurts is not being a runner with the football or a threat to run the football on every single play, then this offense is neutralized. That literally is their leverage when the quarterback is running the football. And I, I want our listeners to just every time you watch football, if there's a deep safety in the middle of the field, they're not guarding the quarterback. What Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson and the runners of our game does, it forces 11-on-11 11 11 football. That military field safety has to get involved. Now he, he has to account for somebody. You have to guard the quarterback. And people, I know people are thinking, Mike, but all, they always guard the quarterback. They're playing defense against the quarterback doing this and doing that. No, not when you have runners. Because like Joe Paterno told me, Mike, you can just take off. Like we can call 50 pass plays and you can take off 50 times and we'll probably win the game (laughs) so that's what I mean did he encourage you to do that did he encourage
3: you to just decide for yourself in the moment if it's not there go
4: well I don't know we're taking a left turn here but we weren't that good at Penn State early on in my career and it was one of those where he was like dude I know in your brain the read says check it down but our offensive line stinks what if he drops it what if it's so many things can go, the wind blows. And when he can get a gust of wind and the wind blows, Mike, and then he doesn't catch it. I believe like, that's a Joe Paterno <laughs> yeah, like uh, impression that, right that's there. That's what he would say to me. Yeah, He'd yeah. say, dude, look deep, look mid, run it. Yep. The check down is your leg. So that that's that's the Jalen Hurts effect, right? And so if he can't do that, then this offense is neutralized. And on the other side, defensively, the reason why San Francisco is – Probably one of the only teams in the league that run base personnel, two running backs, a tight end, and two wide receivers on almost over 50% of their snaps.
3: Which and- you have told us before on this podcast is the ultimate disguise because yes. when teams <laughs> see on. base personnel, they think run, they're expecting run. Yes. And Shanahan has this team so finely tuned that they do anything and everything two out minute, of base personnel. Two minute,
4: they'll go empty. The fullback's wide. So that is a that's, <laughs> like, so
3: that is a riddle to be solved by everybody who faces the Niners. So there's no shame in an Eagles team struggling against that. Exactly. But you did see that Shanahan led Niners' comprehensive 42-19 victory over the Eagles. You saw something exposed there. I want to get to some of those points mm-hmm. because I, I sort of you know took notes rather religiously when I heard you talking just yesterday or the day mm-hmm. before. The first thing you said was, and I want to circle back to Jalen, to number one, to the guy that many of us believed was the MVP last season and many of us know was the best player on the field in Super Bowl 57. You need to see more urgency out of Jalen Hurts. That's a quote. Yeah. What will that look like? What does that
4: mean? More urgency means, and I know a lot of our listeners who watch the Philadelphia Eagles over the last, I don't know, the whole season, screaming at the TV, throw the ball, Jalen, throw the ball, Jalen. It's not like he doesn't have time. And when you talk about runners with special passing ability, they see the field differently. The windows have to be bigger. Because why would I take the risk in throwing that tight window pass when I can just run it and we can probably get the same amount of yards? Yes. So he's going to hesitate on those tight window throws. And I believe defenses are saying, good, let's keep him in the pocket. Stay in the pocket. Stay in the pocket. Stay Stay right there. That's our best chance of stopping you if you stay right there. You stay right there because you're not using those legs.
3: Okay, you mentioned time to throw. I happen to have a stat here that I think will help – Uh, give some shape to this conversation. Jalen Hurts so far this season has the third most time to throw amongst NFL quarterbacks. Exactly what you are seeing. My question to you is, is it that he has the third most time to throw or that he is taking the (laughs) third most time to throw? And I get a sense from your your analysis here and a little bit of frustration, competitive Mm -hmm. wishing him well frustration, wanting to see him do better that he's taking that time.
4: He is, he, he's taking the time, and it seems like everything just has to be at this certain pace before the snap, it's nice and slow, he has to, you, you know, even the footwork in the pocket, there isn't any urgency to it. it again, I go back to my own experiences because I was like that, and when I felt like my feet was doing a lot of moving, I felt like I had to run. And so what happened is I got lazy with my feet in the pocket to stop me from running because I was playing against that narrative that I was a runner and I wanted to show people that I'm a passer. Again, when you talk to the elite guys, you talk to Patrick Mahomes, he will tell you, I'll run that damn ball a hundred times to win a game. I don't care if I throw it. You, you see what I'm saying? The, yes. The guys understand that. And I think Jalen is one of those guys. I just, I just hope he's healthy. Because it it does look like he, even when he does run, he doesn't fight for the extra yards. He kind of just goes down and saves himself. I just hope he's healthy. If we
3: take a closer look at the time in the pocket, time to throw number, uh, let's look specifically at Jalen Hurts so far this season. This is according to our friends at Stats. His completion percentage when he takes less than four seconds is 74.2 when he takes more than four seconds is 35.8 his yards per attempt plummets as well his passer rating is different by 40 points his success rate is different by half he has a 50 plus percent success rate when he takes less than four seconds a 25.7 percent success rate when he takes more than four seconds now listener you may be thinking That's probably the same for every NFL quarterback, that the numbers in terms of yards per attempt, passer rating, completion percentage will go down when you are taking more than four seconds because chances are that's a broken play, you're scrambling, you're trying to make something out of nothing, and you are correct. However the number that really stands out for Jalen is that he is taking more than four seconds on 20-plus percent (laughs) of his dropbacks. That is the highest rate in the NFL. So one out of five snaps, he's taking more than four seconds. So again, it's not about having the time. It's about taking the time. Michael Robinson would like to see him do more with that time. Absolutely.
2: You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate
0: innovation.
5: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
3: You also said something about... Let me go to this quote here. I really like this one.
4: It's a little... I'm so glad you take the notes in the meetings because, man, man, I just be talking. When you don't don't
3: know, you have to learn. And (laughs) and that means listening to those who do know. You do know. You said, quote, Kyle Shanahan put his ass in a blender, end quote. (laughs) Now, whose ass did Kyle Shanahan put in a blender? And can the Cowboys learn anything from it? Ahead of kickoff on Sunday.
4: Well, I was just talking about the, the way he uses personnel. Like he put that entire defense. Um, uh, what is it? A uh, uh, decide that defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, he. There was nothing they could do. Uh, their base defense, which they trot out there when the Forty ers brought out base offense, has five defensive linemen led by Jordan Davis in the middle, Fletcher Cox and Jalen Carter. That's the strength of that defense and then you throw screens on them, and you make big guys run, and they get tired. And then late in the game, you see Debo Samuel catching a screen and and literally going right through the middle of the defense. Our our listeners, check out who's chasing. Those are all of the base defenders for the Philadelphia Eagles. He makes you play with your left hand. You see what I'm saying? It's exactly what Bill Belichick used to do from a defensive standpoint. And
3: only Kenny Stabler and Patrick Mahomes on a broken play yeah. know how to know how to do it with seriously. their left hand. Sorry,
4: you too, Steve Young. <laughs> I mean, seriously right. though. So that's what I meant by yeah. Kyle, Kyle is in his bag this year, and he has a quarterback um, and Brock Purdy, who I, I've I've not I've not always been a believer in, oh, no. but he's slowly getting my attention because he makes the right play every single play. Okay. Um, I was intended
3: on. Doing a tale of the tape. Let me sort of like go backtrack and do a okay. little bit of that, but more uh, player to player, less about sort of team. Who has the edge? Who will have a bigger impact? Cool. Let's start with your position group, the running backs. Uh, uh, wearing green, DeAndre Swift, Kenny Gainwell versus the boys in white and blue, Tony Pollard and Rico Dowdle. Who has the edge in the running backs group?
2: Oh,
4: it's, a, it's a tough one. Uh,
3: is it about who commits to that? Is it about exactly, how the game
4: plays out? There's too exactly many ifs. What it is. It's a lot of ifs, and the Cowboys traditionally have, have a strong running game, um, but Tony Pollard is more of a change of back, and he's showing that he's still he's more of a change of back. He's maybe he's not that every down bell cow type of a back. And quite frankly, this offense in Dallas is being led by the quarterback and the quarterback's arm. So I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift and uh, Kenneth Gainwell in this particular uh, matchup because if we see Jalen Hurts trot out on that football field, I got to believe his legs and read option and RPOs will start to become more a part of this offense, and those guys are going to have to crease a couple of runs for it to work. Interesting.
3: Okay, Uh, wide receivers. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith versus C.D. Lamb. And Brandon Cooks. Now, you had been calling. You put an APB out for Brandon Cooks. They found him uh, in the Dallas area. They realized yes. he was on the roster and they are starting to use him with great effect in that Cowboys offense. That's not meant to lead the witness at all. Who has the edge in the wide receivers? Uh, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks. Um. Or does it come back to what you said originally, which is. <laughs> it comes down. It comes down to quarterbacks. It, it always comes, comes down to use. It,
4: it does. It comes down to quarterbacks. It comes down to use. But I'm going to say CD Lamb and Brandon Cooks. Okay. And I think Why? you know people who follow real Mike Robb, this may be a shocker to him, but because of how terrible the Eagles' pass defense is and how bad they tackle, so
3: this may be a matchup nightmare for the backside of that Eagles' D, and that may allow oh, CD yeah. and Brandon the uh, the space C- to feast.
4: CD CD Lamb made his all, all his bones in college off of making people miss, getting the ball quickly, and making people miss and run after the catch. Brandon Cooks, he can catch a drag and literally run around the entire defense. If they don't tackle him, that's the ability that he has. So I got I to gotta think smart people in the Dallas Cowboys offensive staff are saying the same thing.
3: Okay, so uh, I can now infer that with that worry on the minds of the Eagles defense – their secondary requires their pass rush to get after Dak Prescott. So let's ask that question. Who has the edge in the pass rush? Maybe the better question is who's going to have the bigger impact on this day, a guy like Hassan Reddick or a guy like Micah Parsons?
4: A guy who has to have the impact is Hassan Reddick. Gotcha. For this, so for uh, very, interesting, win, very interesting, very interesting semantic to. play.
1: He's the,
3: <laughs> no, but you're absolutely right. So, so he's the one who has to.
4: He has to. Whether he will or not remains to be seen. That remains to be seen. Um, I do believe that if they're not using Jalen Hurts' legs in any capacity, design quarterback runs, Michael Parsons, I mean, he may have four sacks.
3: He moves around a lot. Yes. That's also a quote of yours. I wrote that down. Because he moves around a lot. You see him lining up at the end on either side.
4: On the guards, over the center, standing But you up.
3: also see him drop into what looks to be coverage, and then he'll do late rush, late pass yes, rush, we call that late green blitz. dogging.
4: we call that green dogging. And yet Dan Quinn moves him around like a chess piece. And wherever he moves, all five offensive linemen identify where he is because they know. He may be on the right side, and I'm the left guard, but he's going to loop. At some point, I may have to encounter this guy. And Michael Parsons is the, the most efficient pass rusher in our game. He is the most efficient pass rusher in our game. He, he makes takes the more, most of every snap. He takes more plays off. I'm talking about not even on the field. Correct. But when he's on the field, not six, seven times out of ten, he's going to make. A sack or a game-changing play. I mean, that's that's unbelievable.
3: I tell you what, I think that speaks to Dan Quinn's discipline because I remember when Micah was wired, he was mic'd up on the sideline when he was a rookie, Mm -hmm. and he had that rather impressive preseason game, and they pulled him, and he was like, come on, coach, get me back in there. And Dan Quinn's like, mate, chill. Got plenty of days, long game. We're playing the long con here. We need you out there, but but you know what a what a what a desperate competitor he is. He always wants to be out there. So uh, to hear you remind us that he is taking snaps off, probably against his own will, but they're using him very efficiently they're using him perfectly let's talk about coaching mike mccarthy uh speedy recovery mike mccarthy (laughs) yesterday no today today he had his appendix removed maybe it was yesterday yesterday he had his appendix removed surgery was successful glad to report that he's expected to be on the sideline jesus uh on sunday but mike mccarthy Nick Sirianni, Mike McCarthy certainly seeing the field very well right now. Uh, we don't talk about the absence of Kellen Moore anymore. Nick Sirianni, people forget, an offensive-minded guy. Uh, I, I looked at his, I looked at his resume, Michael, and I found this interesting. He played college ball. He was a wide receiver at a mm-hmm. D3 school called Mount Union. Yep. And he never lost a game. He played for a team that that won. Every single game over a seven-year stretch, and he happened to play three of his years during that seven-year stretch, won three straight D3 national championships. I just found that rather interesting. Very small school, but success breeds success. This guy is a winner. Um, He's clearly a motivator of men. Um, Some people think he's a little, little, you know, a little reckless sometimes at the microphone um and yet there's clearly some gravitas to this guy mike mccarthy has the resume the glittering resume let's talk sunday who has the edge in terms of coaching mike mccarthy or nick sirianni Mm. and is that a question even worth asking and answering christ as long as it took me to ask it we probably should answer it but we ask about coaches sometimes does it really amount to anything cometh the hour i think it does okay thank Um, you i'm glad that it
4: does um you know in-game scenarios who Mike McCarthy has been criticized for um, in the past. Yeah, uh, clock management. Clock management. the right all, call on fourth
3: down, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah,
4: all of those things, man. You even talked about penalties uh, uh, setting up this show, and, and obviously uh, I think both of these teams have some penalty issues. Actually, when we went out Super Bowl, I think we led the league with Seattle Seahawks in penalties in that year. Um, so it's not a game breaker. It's not no, a deal breaker. No, because to win a championship, you need guys that play on the edge. Yeah. You guys who penalties. play on the edge tend to pull <laughs> tend a lot of laundry. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of yellow flags on them. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, man. Th- th- this is a tough one uh, because when I, when I hear you say coaching, I'm thinking about Brian Johnson, the offensive coordinator. Yes. Versus Dan Quinn. Eagles, versus Dan Quinn, who I, I believe Dan Quinn is having a year. Yeah, he is. Like he's having a huge year. Brian Johnson's not doing court design quarterback runs. Jalen looks healthy to me. I don't know though, so is it him? Is it the play caller just not calling? You know, so I got questions. Right. right. Um, But you seem
3: to have fewer questions about the guys wearing white and silver and blue. Exactly, so I I think I'd have to go with Dallas. Fair enough. There's a name that I need to throw out because again, uh, quoting you, the absence of or the appearance of Dallas Goddard makes yeah. a big difference to you, Michael Robinson. I want you to explain why. Let's remind you, the listener, that Dallas Goddard fractured his forearm in week nine. He did return to practice last Friday, but didn't make an appearance in that Seahawks game. He's hopeful to be back this week. Mike Rob. for you, oh, that's the best news Jalen Hurts could have heard all week.
4: Yeah, because, you know, we talked about tight window throws and Jalen's hesitation at those tight window throws, except when he's throwing to Dallas Goddard because Dallas Goddard's a big body, oftentimes he's on a smaller defender, oftentimes he's running in the middle of the field, and this is a nuanced thing, but most runners throw better in the middle of the field because the middle of the field oftentimes is higher and you feel like you're a picture on a, on a mound, and so outs you can throw down, and in the middle of the field you see it better, the crest is better. Interesting. And I, I don't really even know how to explain it. No, no, no. But, but, that's, that's, but
3: that's a nuance as a <laughs> former player of a different sport. But, yes, yes, like, that makes perfect sense. It's me.
4: like a pitcher. Like, watch Lamar Jackson. He throws the ball in the middle of the field a lot better than he does outside the numbers. Very interesting. interesting. Um, all of those things. But, anyway, uh, Dallas Goddard is also involved in the blocking, in the RPO game, in the read option game. He's always the personal escort for the quarterback, Jalen Hurts, as he's going around the outside. Well, he's not there. And so I think that greatly affects Jalen Hurts' confidence when he's throwing the football and who he decides to throw the football
3: to. You know, tight ends have often been referred to as the quarterback security blanket. And in this case, uh, Dallas Goddard will be a warm, cozy, woolen cover for Jalen Hurts if he is able to make the game. We certainly hope that he is. Why? Because we want to see these teams at their best. Philly is at their best when Dallas Goddard is out there. Let's remind you that there has been – a wave of eagles questions criticism concern over these last few days and taking a really bad loss at home will do that to a team but they still have the most wins in the nfl yeah man um and we cannot rule out exhaustion or at least we can't rule out exhaustion michael if you tell me as a former player that exhaustion matters because they beat the cowboys the chiefs and the bills in the weeks leading up to that niners loss
4: do you find yourself just tired as a team sometimes in the middle of a season? They were tired. I mean this was perfect timing. I mean when they they played the 49ers last week, perfect timing. First of all, that game was a lot bigger for the Niners than it was for the Eagles. Interesting. They uh, needed that they, more. The Eagles, want, I mean, the, the Niners wanted it more. Look what happened last year in the NFC championship game where they couldn't finish because they didn't have the quarterback. Yeah. They had and, a score to settle. They with, had a score to with a the settle. the last time out. Yeah. yeah. And then, I, you know, part of those times where Jalen is sitting in the pocket, just waiting on somebody to become open. I'm looking at his receivers. I'm looking at scramble drills. I'm looking at things that guys do to get open. And AJ Brown, those guys are walking around. They're tired. They're tired. And the national football league is hard. And, on the NFC side, they're the prize. They're the one everybody's going to play their best game against, yes. and, it, and it catches up with you. Yeah,
3: okay. And let's also remind you uh, that Eagles are 7-1 and one in one-score games. Now, you can say they're playing with fire, or you can give this team credit for being 7-1 and one in one-score games. A note of caution against preemptive uh, Blue Star Bravado, the Cowboys still have only one win against a winning team. That team, the Seahawks, they barely won that game. Seahawks, of course, no longer a winning team. They were 6-5 and five before kickoff in Week 13. They are 6-6 six and six now. The question, of course, going into Week 14, will the Cowboys and Eagles share a 10-3 and three record at the final whistle on Sunday night? Or will the Eagles extend their lead in the NFC East and be the first team in the NFL to 11 wins? Well, Michael Robinson, final question. Finish this sentence. I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles and Cowboys game ended how? not looking for a score necessarily. If you want to give one, by all means, please do. Um, But your sense, your radar hit right now on Wednesday evening. Uh Oh. How does this
4: game go? Um, Obviously, it's going to come down to the last drive. It is. And I believe that last drive will be Dak Prescott and the Cowboys with the ball last. With a chance to win. With a chance to win. But with needing to score to win. Needing to score. And... We're either Monday going to be talking about Dak Prescott having his, his not Heisman, sorry, his MVP moment. Yes, sir. Or we're going to be talking about Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. That was just a blip in the radar with them losing to the 49ers. And we will, uh, you know, condemn ourselves as a culture for a lot of
3: wasted hot breath. Yes, uh, sent the way of Eagles Nation who are yep. pissed off about it. Uh, thank you so much for that, listener. If you heard that and you are deciding not to watch the Eagles and Cowboys game, well, then you didn't actually hear that. I want to thank today's <laughs> special guest, Michael Robinson. Thank you so much, sir. Always glad to be here. And I want to invite you, the listener, to join us tomorrow when Mike Robb will be back in the hot seat to answer a couple questions. Uh, The question of the week about the other game of the week, for starters, is Sunday's game in KC an elimination game for the Buffalo Bills? That comes tomorrow morning, bright and early. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio
2: app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store.
0: Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through four fourteen twenty four 24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.
1: You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is Erin's. choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new rent. What you need. It's better at Erin's.
0: approval, not guarantee restrictions apply. See store for details.